1: champions for the fourth time in five seasons the Chiefs have the Lamar Hunt trophy and they're taking it to Vegas for Super Bowl 58 that is the most
2: unbelievable comeback I have been a part of with this football team
3: it's over the Niners are going to Vegas
2: Hey everybody, welcome to Good Morning Football presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Live in New York City. It's Tuesday, January 30th, what's happening? I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Brant, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourney. Peter, it's a fine sweatshirt you're wearing. I love this.
3: It says Boss. Our friends at Hugo Boss yes. are doing a collaboration with the Super Bowl. Jamie, you have one in black. I'm wearing one in white. I do.
2: I do. I know you can't tell it as well, but Peter, it it, it rivals your sweatshirt that also says not famous yeah. but known. Yeah. I prefer the one for you that says Boss. Boss. That's mm. it. Boss. It works.
1: Good on you. I like it. It's it good. works.
2: Kyle, good Angry Run shirt. Yeah.
1: Great. Great, great one today. Oh, yeah. You guys, do you guys like uh do you guys like some penny Sewell? Do you yes. like George Kittle? We got people going down today on the ground and angry runs is gonna be really fun.
2: I was gonna say there must be a 49er in there if you're wearing a McCaffrey edition oh, shirt. Christian
1: will make the trip, and he's oh. making the trip to Las Vegas. Oh. Uh, la- la- okay.
3: McCaffrey Pacheco, the two guys who just run Oh my god. That's a great segment <laughs> fantastic. today. Good, you good gift.
2: Great, okay. Thank you. Right. Is it um are you emotionally preparing for a fit list on the red carpet for NFL honors? I
4: haven't started yet. I'm still I'm still here. I'm present. I'm okay. worried about fitless this week. We'll get to honors. All right.
2: right. All right, here we go. Time for the lead block. Lead, block. lead block. The Super Bowl matchup for Super Bowl 58. It's set. It's February 11th. You've heard about it. Two hard-fought games on Championship Sunday. 49ers and the Chiefs will square off for the Lombardi. Uh-huh. Las Vegas, Nevada, as Travis Kelsey has been saying. Let's hear what both teams had to say after they punched their ticket to Vegas. Down 17 and a
4: half, uh, you know, our whole team was just, we gotta find a way. You know, our season's on the line. Obviously, the first half performance was tough, and so we were like, you know what, back's against the wall, let's just go.
3: When it came time to put the hammer down, uh, they put the hammer down, which was, which was important. And the best part is, we're not done. You know, we, we've got another game.
1: They had us in the first half,
0: not gonna lie, but this team, you know, we have a lot of good players. We have great coaches. And all we said at halftime was, hey, there's no time for rah-rah speeches. you got 30 minutes or we're going home for the rest of the year.
4: It truly is special. Um, just to do it with these guys after what we've been through all season long, guys coming together, um, it really is special. But uh, I, I told them, I mean, the job's not done. I mean, our job now is to prepare ourselves to play a good football team in the Super Bowl and try to get that ring. Yeah. Huh.
2: Don't stop believing if you're the 49ers. They didn't at halftime, and here they are on their way to Super Bowl 58. We're going to talk about the game for the next couple of weeks. Uh Don't you worry, but we're going to still just look in our rear view for a second. Have to. Things that are still sticking with us, uh, whether they be good, bad, ugly, beautiful, whatever, from the AFC and NFC Championship.
4: I'm going to go good and beautiful. You look back at the games, I'm like, oh, the, the night one, the second one, the NFC Championship game, it was awesome. There were so many great plays that happened, but I can't get past Travis Kelsey and I'm at right. that game and it's just like I can remember it feels like so long ago I was out there on the field chasing this guy around cool. and we get in that game and I'm like he's still doing it at an extremely high level you go into this game and you're like all right there's no way Baltimore's going to let Travis Kelsey beat him it's like all right force him to beat you with their left hand or one hand tied behind mm-hmm. their back is the sayings that everybody says and it's just like nope. 11 targets, 11 catches. Mahomes even threw him a ball that went behind the line of scrimmage. So even when the stat books as one rush for five yards, he was unbelievable. And it's like, in your wildest dreams, you don't expect him for this long to be able to still have this type of a career, which is insane. And it's like between him and Mahomes, it's like he has a ball on an invisible string and he's able to find Kelsey no matter where he is on the football field. So it's so fun to watch. And just to make a long story short, Travis Kelsey is that guy. No matter Whether it was year one, year 13, 34 years old, 20-something years old when he first came in the league, this guy is unbelievable. He shows up week in and week out. And no matter what happened in the regular season – Playoffs started and him and Mahomes just flipped the switch. I'm thinking about the Super Bowl and I'm just like, are they gonna do it again? Can they still have this right. same connection each and every round and keep advancing? But I keep thinking about Travis Kelsey and that performance that
3: he had in the AFC championship game. You played with Gronk. Mm-hmm. Gronk is known as the greatest tight end to ever play the game. Now Tony mm-hmm. Gonzalez of course has the stats maybe, yeah. but Gronk has the rings. Well, Ro- and, and, and of course mm-hmm. you like Shannon Sharp, it's a long list. <laughs> Is there anything Kelsey can do over the next 10 days where he could put his stamp on being like, I am the greatest ever, everyone get off me. Mm. Three Super Bowl rings would be pretty nice.
4: Three years, and I think his longevity. I think as good as Gronk was, Kelsey is still doing it. They're the same Same age. age. They're the same age, and Kelsey is still out there doing it. So I think another Super Bowl ring, why would Kelsey not play next year? I I, I don't think he's done yet. So when you start talking about stats and all that, he's still compiling them as Mm -hmm. we go.
1: Gronk's walking around doing the kick of destiny. Yeah. yeah. Non-stop. 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 <laughs> I love you, Gronk. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, uh, what? I'm not going to name it. I catch the ball. I don't kick. Caveman? Yes, caveman. Is, is yeah. it Geico? I,
3: I don't know. It might be Geico. <laughs> uh, shout out to Gronk. Sure. Um, there's been this age-old debate that's been simmering over the last five or six years, and it's between the... Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. I've done the math, and football people are cavemen. And then football people who say, yeah, you've done the math, but you have a pocket protector and mm. a pencil, mm. and you go up to your fancy conference and you speak on a panel in your khaki pants. And these two paths have been going like this. And on Sunday, they converged, and now it's all-out war. I'm talking about the analytics people. Go on. Versus the football people, and what we saw on Sunday on fourth down with the Detroit Lions and Dan Campbell, who I think considers himself a football person and is the face of football person, but also has a real love for the analytics. And I'm at a I'm at a a, 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 a cross a crossroads right here on mm-hmm. where I come out because. I think there is a huge place for the go-for-it-on-fourth-down crowd, which is so vocal online and is so vocal behind the keyboard, and it's been so much progress over the last decade to having a place at the table in every NFL building. And then I'm also part of the crowd that's like, yeah, but those numbers might not account for the fact you're on the road Mm -hmm. in the NFC Championship game, and that team plays in so many big games, and this team doesn't, and elite is so precious. And wait... The crowd is going absolutely bananas, and that doesn't really factor into the do we go for it on fourth down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many ways the games have changed for the better because of the analytics and for the numbers and the way that we look at things. I don't really look at it as analytics. I said yesterday, analytics is like a tell-all for everything. Anytime you go for it on fourth down, it's like, well, the analytics, and immediately yeah. you picture someone like, with their glasses like this and some old trope about you know, a high school bully throwing a guy in a locker. I, I don't see it that way. I think it's blended well, and I think john harbaugh uses it great i think sean payton uses it great and i think of course dan campbell all season did but i don't know where i came out because campbell went for all these fourth downs and it felt wrong in the Mm -hmm. moment but the numbers did say it was the right decision by the book i thought this this tweet by kevin clark i referenced it yesterday was good clark of course works for omaha he's a friend of the show he's been on the show he's worked for the wall street journal really smart guy I'm good with Dan Campbell. You shouldn't abandon your football philosophy when it gets scary. That's how you end up being Brandon Staley. That's a major backhanded thing at Brandon Staley. Take that out of it. I think it's forehanded. Just a <laughs> take bunch. It, take that Open side it. out of it. Open but Brandon Staley <laughs> was always like, go for it, go for it. And then in some moments, wouldn't go for it. And you're kind of wishy-washy. And that was the rap for the Chargers, whether you believe it yeah. or not. And that's kind of where he stood with the analytics community, where he went for it and we all said, amazing. But when he didn't go for it, it was like, why didn't you go for it? And so... I don't know where I stand 48 hours out of here. We've heard Mad Dog Russo's rant. I don't know if you listen to it. He's I don't not, listen to him. He's incredible. Okay. And his take was basically the people who are championing this are, are, are not football people. And they wouldn't know the difference between Vince Lombardi and Paul Brown. That's what he said, which I'm like, that's OK. That's probably true. That's a good
2: accent. <laughs> that's
3: it. Uh, but that, that Campbell's analytics and Campbell's decision to go for it robbed Detroit. Mm. Of a Super Bowl, mm. and that they should be in the Super Bowl right now. And Detroit fans, instead of debating that, they should be packing their bags going to Vegas, and they didn't because of this analytics community and the way that that kind of blended into it. It's an age old debate that has only gotten mm-hmm. hotter, and I mm-hmm. think it's gonna last all offseason. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I love Mad Dog. I, just, I work on a morning show. I, I, don't, I don't listen. It's great. Yeah, I have respect. Right? <laughs> Not on TV. I'm talking his radio show. I, I, I'm here. I'm, I'm okay. worried. I'm worried about this show 24/7. Okay, I do It's <laughs> It's weird too because there's this the argument that it's the title game. Feel it. Like judge by the pressure. And other people are like, no, that's when you're, you're supposed to ignore that. Exactly. And stick to the plan. Yeah. All right. So Chiefs, class of the league. Super cool. Super great. Classy. Dynasty. Everything. Yesterday I was emotionally hungover from what the hell happened to the Ravens. I yeah. had nothing positive to say. I still think I maybe don't. What happened? Like yeah. w- what was that? An like offense that was. About it. Yeah, an offense that was like I think the word is a no-show. They just didn't show up. So if the Chiefs go on to win the Super Bowl, whatever the case, I just a couple things to remember about that game <laughs> that I, I I think are being overlooked. The Chiefs only scored 17 points in the title game. Like you're not supposed to win that game. The Chiefs were shut out in the second half. You're not point, supposed to point, win. Point, zero zero, zero, zero. Nothing. So the Ravens offense, I just have no idea what happened. And we talked about this a little yesterday. Here is, like, the perfect Ravens play that I will remember this title game by. This is on a third and short in the fourth quarter, and it's going to be a pass play, and Lamar is going to kind of look, but uh, there's nothing, so there's just still nothing. So I think, I'll, I think I'll run, but not really run, and then I'll sandlot it at the end, and then uh, I just sacked. Like, that is the exact play. It's a fourth quarter, third and short. Just nothing. So it gets down to this thing where, like, the teams these days, have they have an identity. If you're still alive, you know who you are. The Ravens run the ball. They don't run the balls with Lamar. They run the ball with running backs. Over the season, the entire season, the Ravens average 22 carries by running backs per game. 22. Sometimes they hit 30, 31, 27. But they average 22. Even in losses, they always get that number up there. Biggest game of the year. Averaging 22 a year. Six. Six. Two in the second half. That whole be who you are, stay who And again, really close game for the entire thing. They just didn't do what they've done all year. And it gets even stranger because if you look at Gus Edwards, who had 13 touchdowns, a huge part of who they were. First carry of the AFC title game on a first and 10. No draw play on third and long. First and 10, you give it to Gus, the boss, and the wheels on the Gus go round and round. And it's just right up the heart of this great Chiefs defense. It's 15 yards. Hell yes, we're gonna be running today. Andrews is a big fist bump. Yeah, we got. We're setting the tone. He didn't see the ball again for the rest of the first half. He finished with three carries for 20 yards. What happened? Why did you guys do that? Why did you go away from everything? You, I know the Chiefs' defense is good. You're the Ravens' offense. You don't you don't bow down to what they're doing. You dictate. Ricard, tight ends, running backs, here and here. It's not even that they ran the ball and couldn't. It's they didn't even try in a close game where the passing game was not working. And Lamar Lick flummoxed from the second he stepped on the field. I just don't understand it. Why would you leave? What was in the game script? What was at halftime? What was going on in the, in the coordinator's booth? None of it worked. And it's not that they couldn't do it. It's that they didn't do it. We'll never know if they could run the ball against the Chiefs because they never tried. So you want to go down. If you're going to lose to a great champion at home, you want to go down swinging. I feel like they didn't swing. And it's really frustrating then for a really good team. Chiefs were better, Chiefs deserve it, all that stuff. I just will spend the next six months saying, why did the Ravens not even show up to the stadium on offense, coaching, playing, everything? It's really frustrating. And you know
3: what's interesting, so Todd Munkin's taking a beating for this game plan. Maybe he should, today, right? Maybe he should. He's God's gift and the Savior and everything. Like, Absolutely. On. They only ran the ball six times running backs. Ravens fans, and it, this is on the, the Reddit boards and the subreddit. I they got, got on the like-
1: Reddit, subreddit.
3: Hardball, big game. Those guys were late hits. Yep. Those guys were taunting. Yep. Those yep. Guys were like, and it's like, when does it – it's never hardball. It's always the offensive huh. coordinator. And here we go, the AFC Championship game. So Ravens fans are at a loss right now, and mm-hmm. they're looking to point fingers. Can and you yes, imagine, though, that – all
1: right, it's on the table, guys. The Chiefs are going to score 17. 17 years, meet, oh, yeah. we're going to crush them. It's going to be 30-17. to Not even close. G-0 it's it was a terrible Buffalo day. he ran for
4: 182 the week before.
1: So, yep. it was Incredible. so
2: he, that first round was 15. He finished yep. at 20.
1: That's it. Three celebrate. carries. Like, maybe you feed them a little bit. Just yeah. Yep. Great win for the Chiefs. I don't know what the Rams were doing.
2: I go to some finger pointing as well. Specifically, in the first half of the San Francisco 49ers offense, the ruthless and resounding hatred of tweets that was being thrown at Brock Purdy was shocking to me. If you just searched his name because oh, yeah. you couldn't search Taylor Swift this weekend on Twitter, uh, it was ugly. It was an emotional bloodbath. People were just getting, exercising their demons, and it was coming at the hand of Brock Purdy and the way he played. I guess. He went 5 for 17. He only had 93 yards. He threw a pick to Malcolm Rodriguez in kind of an inopportune time. And sure, the 49ers offense were able to punch one in at the end of the first half, but you know what? It's not like he checks his Twitter at halftime. Brock Purdy, the good ones, they don't doubt themselves, and not a single teammate in that locker room did. He totally flips the script in the second half. I just can't believe that this young man, I, I, every time I say kid, I start to say kid, I can't say it. Just say man. Young man, His man, man. man this guy, say this guy. this guy. this guy. This guy, and know feels weird. This dude, uh, he, he turns it around. Whether it be week to week, month to month, I don't care. He is going. To the Super Bowl, it was. He's got NBA players wearing his jersey upon their game. Tyrese Halliburton. They went to Iowa State together. He's oh, like showing that. up in that. his yeah. game, and Halliburton's it. on the bench wearing a Brock Purdy jersey, wow. NBA it's assist awesome. leader. Exactly. Really? It's really? Awesome. Leader. exactly. Really?
1: Does Purdy yeah. show up to Super Bowl wearing Halliburton jersey? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, no, maybe. It's nice to wear a backpack and a. Yeah, <laughs>
2: exactly. It just—I I couldn't believe just how angry people were at him for how he was playing, and then all of a sudden, obviously, everyone changes their tune when you, you know, have a ridiculously historical second half to send your team. No. I'll wait till the
1: Super Bowl. They'll do the same thing. Yeah, I'm those, on a text more. chain. Do the same oh, thing. Text same chain with my thing. buddies from high school, Easy Freehold, target. New
3: Jersey, and thing is, go to Darnold. Go to Darnold. Yeah. Go to Darnold? Go to Darnold.
0: Wow. Yeah. Five for 17? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. So go to five Darnold.
2: Five for 17 and a pick in that's, a bad time. That's going to yeah. be a pretty
0: story, though. That's an oh, yeah. amazing Thank comeback. Goodness. Yep. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better.
2: Every Tuesdays break. hit Take differently you in you January. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. Hey, in case you didn't know, we're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah! yeah! We're not done yet! Yeah! We're not finished. No. We'll sit on one more. Uh huh. Yeah. But in the meantime, enjoy this summer, guys. Yeah! Like you know. I've been saying, okay. we ain't done yet. We ain't oh. done yet. Yeah! Hey, person, we ain't done yet. three, one, two,
1: three, in locker room rankings, Jason.
2: Great picture of Taylor Swift pointing and making eye contact with Andy Reid from the trophy stage, like those two uh, way back buddies. Uh, the Chiefs are headed back to the Super Bowl, and that's not new for a lot of guys in that locker room. Kyle asked every question, what year is that from? Yeah, Andy Reid could have asked that question anytime. Uh, take a look at the five-year stretch Kansas City has been on, starting with beating the 49ers back in Super Bowl 54. Now they're trying to become the first team to go back-to-back since 0304 4 when the New England Patriots did it not Wouldn't be a surprise, though, if they could accomplish that. Mm-hmm. Here's the question. Do you think in terms of taking things for granted, you know, like your, your spouse, a love language, <laughs> a cheat meal, are we taking what the Chiefs are doing right now, Peter, as something for granted?
3: I think we're taking what the Chiefs' defense is doing for granted. Oh, wow. I think you see that the Mahomes and Kelsey and Reed and you say, Man, you just can't beat him. They did it again. That's what we've been saying. Uh, Their defense has been outstanding. Their defense has silenced Tyreek Hill and Tua after we heard about Mike McDaniel's genius for months. Their defense, although giving up big yards in the first three quarters, held the line and stopped Josh Allen in the biggest moments in the divisional round. And then whatever we saw from that Ravens offense we talked about in the first hour was just simply not the same unit that we saw during the regular season and during that postseason win over the Houston Texans. What they did on defense to me is astounding. And uh, Lamar, it wasn't like he was being sacked. He didn't get sacked many times. In fact... He had 3.34 seconds for every single pass that he attempted. That's the most of any quarterback in the conference championship round. It's the most of Lamar's season. Like, he, But they were blanket coverage. There was nowhere to go. It was so incredibly designed. It was like, we're going to make Lamar beat us with his arm, but we're not going to just have him do it on the run. He could sit in the pocket, try to figure it out, and he's going to have to beat us with his passing. And he didn't, and that wasn't the option. And they abandoned the run, obviously, and then when Lamar tried to throw it, it wasn't open. I, I think what Spagnolo's doing on defense is incredible. We mentioned it earlier. Um, no interviews for head coach. And I understand he's a 60-year-old guy who has already been one of the worst head coaches of all time record-wise. Like, I don't know if there's a long line for that. Maybe he's just a great coordinator. But I think Spags and what that unit is doing has been vastly taken for granted because they have carried this Chiefs team in a lot of ways throughout the season. And it's not as sexy a storyline as Kelsey and Swift or, or Patrick Mahomes and what he's doing trying to win another Super Bowl championship. But I think Steve Spagnuolo, you saw the, the, the shirt that Justin Reed was wearing both mm-hmm. pregame and after the game in Spags We Trust – uh, I was texting with Spagnolo yesterday. I'm like, I got to get one of those shirts. He's like, I told those players to burn those shirts. Do not put those shirts on. I don't like that. Uh, Do not talk about me right now. And I love burn. that about him. Uh, we've had Spagnolo in our life all the way back to his Philly years. And then, of course, winning Super Bowls with the Giants, the defensive mm-hmm. coordinator, and now winning multiple Super Bowls with the Chiefs as their defensive coordinator. I think we're taking the Chiefs' defense for granted But I think we talk about Mahomes and Kelsey and Swift plenty on this show. I agree with you. And
4: you look at what they've done on defense. We talked about LeJair Sneed, Trent McDuffie. And a guy, Drew Tranquil, in that Mm. game Sunday was unbelievable. he's a guy that was brought in from the Chargers in free agency. And he performed really well. Willie Gay didn't play in that game. Throughout the season, Nick Bolton was injured. He only played in 10 games. And Drew Tranquil has stepped up each and every time. And also, you mentioned Justin Reed. When Honey Badger left the team, it was just like, they're really going to let him leave? Justin Reed comes over for Houston, and he's really solidified that secondary as the veteran. And I look at this question as having taken for granted, and for myself personally, I've underestimated this Chiefs team. And I go back to last season. I remember sitting here at this table talking about them, and it was week three, I think we were in London, and they lose a game to the Indianapolis Colts. And I remember being on the show quarterback, because I'm watching and everybody's tweeting me like, yo, they just showed you, and it's just like... This team is not the same without Tyreek Hill. They cannot win the same at the same level without a weapon like that. And it was after this game where they only put up, I think, 17 points. Yeah. And it was just like, how are they going to find a way to win? And they had the last laugh because this very same team went on a run and they won the Super Bowl last year. They got back. Throughout the course of this season, you can take any moment where they've lost a the game or they've had moments of frustrations and we're just like, well, this season's different. Remember last year, Juju Smith-Sousa, he stepped up. He had almost a 1,000 yards. He was the veteran in that receiver room. Who's going to be the guy this year? We've watched him drop the balls. We've watched him struggle. They don't have a way to get back there. Kelsey's not the same. He's a year old. You can say whatever excuse you wanted, and somehow or another, underestimating Andy Reid and those guys you've already mentioned, their ability to be able to get back and to win games in the biggest moments. I was at my kids' school yesterday because my youngest all of a sudden had a headache, a tummy ache, <laughs> her throat hurt, her oh, nose hurt, every I hate single it when that thing. Happens. And as I'm walking through, one of the teachers said, I hate football now. Patrick Mahomes is the same thing as Tom Brady. I Man. can't wait for them to lose. Ah. That's the level wow. that we're at right now. People are going to want the Chiefs to lose because you're just so sick and tired of Mahomes, Reed, and all of these guys just winning so much. That's great. Mm-hmm. We dropped our kid off last week. He mm-hmm. gets out and he says... Be expecting a call from the nurse today. <laughs> what is that? You're calling he your you He gave me the
1: warning? Yeah, like, I, I I think you'll be getting a call. My daughter I
4: mean, came skipping down what? the hallway when she saw me. I'm like, aren't you supposed to be sick?
1: They come out, I feel good. Like, <laughs> you're supposed to keep the act up until we leave, like Ferris. It's that time of expecting year. Expecting
4: Don't not oh. yeah.
1: one of us try that here? I know. Um, uh-huh. I, I think you're onto something, though, big time, is that are they being taken for granted? I, I don't know what that means. I, what I'm saying is, like, you they've reached that point where people are openly annoyed with you, mm-hmm. and that is the best place to be. <laughs> they, that is when you just got them. I'm so sick of you. Too bad. Sorry. Too bad. I mean, people... We're sick of the Patriots. People were sick of the Jordan Bulls. People were sick of Marvel. Yeah. People were sick of Kevin Hart. Like, they're too successful. I'm sorry. Like, they're they're too successful. They get too many jobs. They get too many wins. That's your fault. And as far as the Chiefs, they're the best because every single time they take the field, they're not getting those jobs because they're famous or because they know someone. They get those jobs because they beat people. They're it's not. an aristocracy. This is, this is like golf. You only get paid by how well you do. All right? There's no think about how famous you are. They show up and I just, I love, I'm going to enjoy the sick of the Chiefs era. I like this era because I enjoy dynasties. Like these one-off Super Bowls, where they win one and go away. Mm -hmm. Like even like, you know, the Nick Foles Eagles one was fun. But frankly, I think we remember that a lot because of the team that they beat, which was the Patriots. You know what I'm saying? Like we, there's a lot of that. We remember like the Brady thing was so special in the Buccaneers, not only like it was Brady, but also he was beating the Chiefs. So I like this era. I grew up Jordan Bulls. Everyone was so sick of them and like, can't the Jazz just beat him? Carl, he deserves one. Screw no. Carl. Sorry, we got 23, you don't. They got 15, you don't. So do we take him for granted? I guess, sure, like in the sense that we should all just assume they're going to be here every year. We said it yes, we said it on Monday. 14 and 3 in the playoffs for Mahomes. His on, he only loses an overtime of the title game of the Super Bowl. Those are your only options. Not regulation title game. It's, he's not in his contract. Overtime, That is so incredible. So you can say, this sucks. I hate it. And like, we were talking, Peter, about, about Mad Dog Russo in the commercial break. And he was saying, no one wanted Niners Chiefs. No one. He's dead made into that. The, Nin- Not only- the Niners have been there a bunch in our lifetime. A ton. Shanahan's been there. Ravens Not Lions would feel very fresh. Well, too bad. They didn't win the games. I enjoy that. I like saying, screw you to the losers. You should have made more plays. Maybe you should have kicked a field goal. The winners are winners. Hate them all day. I'm going to embrace them. I'm, maybe you are taking for granted. Who cares? They're the best thing to go. They'll probably be there next year. Sorry. Sorry.
2: Maybe you should have run the ball against him. Yeah,
1: maybe you should have. We'll never know, ball.' It comes Baltimore. in, like,
2: the many-song uh, a lyric that is in the vein of, like, you don't know love until it's lost. Like, you don't know crappy football and what it looks like until you don't have it anymore. And mm. at this point, you should just eliminate... The logo that you're looking at, or the fact that it is Mahomes or Kelsey, you might be annoyed with the characters that are playing in this movie. But if you didn't have good, high-quality football, you'd be mad because at, there are times and stretches of the season where we're like, "Man, week 11, that was some ugly football yesterday." We're trying to, we're just trying to grind out takes and content they give us great looking football and you could smack it on a Cardinals Jersey. You could put it on a Cowboys Jersey and frankly, sure. Would you be more comfortable with it? I don't know. Probably not if it was the Cowboys, but you'd be, maybe it'd be less annoying, but this is good, fun, quality football being played at least in January. And to Kyle's point, I'm going to embrace it.
3: I think it's cool to have the black hat this time around. It feels like there it is. There's a very literal black hat. (laughs) uh, I, there's like this vitriol towards Kelsey and Swift yeah people don't like it they they look at it and they say oh, well, well that's a lot but other people love it and I think it's great It's embrace the it's enhanced the game and the Chiefs To Kyle's point, there is a scoreboard. They're not just picked to go to the Super Bowl. They earned it. They went on the road twice. They won those games. They gave us variety this
1: year. They didn't play it at home. It's it's not not the same same thing. They
3: changed it up. They didn't blow anybody out all season. They lost, to your point, to the Raiders on Christmas Day on a national television audience, got beaten by the Raiders, who didn't even complete a pass in the second half. Uh This isn't your standard variety Kansas City Chiefs season where it's just Mahomes... 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. Uh-huh. It's a different way they're winning, and I think we should appreciate
1: Jason, it. Jason, let me ask you, yeah. uh, spur of the moment. You you deal with uh, a lot of ex-players, maybe, mm-hmm. like, different types of people than some of the rest of us deal with. You know, I have a lot of famous friends and stuff. What, what are, conversations do you have about the Taylor Swift factor? Like, what's on your text chain? Like, what are people saying in your walk of life?
4: For me personally, early on, it was just like, you're at a game, and it's just like, how many times are they going to show her okay. during a game? And it's gotten to the point now where it's just like, I respect it so much because Taylor Swift is a girl who has a boyfriend that plays football and she loves going to the games and supporting him. At no point during the game does she say, I can't wait for the camera to get on me. She's going nuts. She seems in the moment. So at this point, like, I enjoy the fact that they're there and they have their thing going. I think it's everybody on the outside where it's like we get to a game and every director is like, we can't show Taylor Swift enough. We need more, more, more. And I think that's for fans. It's just like, well, I. I still want to see if Kelsey caught that pass. Mm -hmm. But I enjoy the fact that she's a girlfriend at the game supporting her boyfriend, Mm -hmm. like many other significant others at a football game. Well said.
2: There is an annoyance to the business behind it, though, because you can show her celebrating and celebrating with him on the field and stuff Where I don't appreciate it is where you're taking advantage of a business opportunity a la showing Taylor Swift for a prolonged shot to the point where she's in the booth, Mm -hmm. her own booth, looking at this TV broadcast with a Grammys promo underneath Mm -hmm. her. And the lip reader PhDs that are on TikTok are like, did you see what she said? She said, go away, please. Apparently Mm -hmm. is what she said. It's like Mm -hmm. there is a stretch to it. There is a point. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is all a business, though. And it's about making the money. Sure. Those people who are annoyed with them, like, they don't like joy, okay? Like, that's just, those two are happy and people are annoyed.
1: Also, Taylor, like, if we're talking about
0: the Grammys, we're putting you on camera. Like, you're at at our game, we're putting you on. You've won, like, 12 of them. (laughs) Yeah. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
2: Going for the big
1: one. To the end zone! What a throw! Touchdown, Chargers! This was
0: a time franchise quarterback there. Herbert, ends touchdown. Justin Herbert stands out. Slater a block, Herbert will run it. They'll get a block from Spiller by Spillane. That is a touchdown. Great field by Herbert. Justin Herbert with his second rush touchdown of the season.
2: So much talent. That man has a new head coach, and his name is Jim Harbaugh. The era begins in Los Angeles. And when Harbaugh first met his new quarterback, Justin Herbert, Coach said he was starstruck, all right? So he told the CBS pregame show that. What do we think about the Harbaugh-Herbert starstruck experience and the meeting? Kyle, take us there. Hey,
1: Jim Harbaugh, unusual guy. I, I keep saying, yep. unusual guy. We're off and running, guys. Here's our first conversation about something unusual Jim Harbaugh said. At some point, hopefully soon, but maybe years from now, Justin Herbert will be on some podcast telling his side of the story what it was like to meet Jim Harbaugh. Have you ever heard Alex Smith's story? He's in oh. his last year as the 49ers quarterback, last year under a contract at least. They hired Jim Harbaugh from Stanford to come in. He's like, I heard a lot about him. The first time Harbaugh walks up to him, Alex is like, how you doing, coach? Harbaugh goes, let me see your hand. Put your hand up like that. Alex Smith puts his hand up. Harbaugh puts his hand next to to Alex Smith to measure whose is longer. And then he goes, you want to go outside and have a catch? Immediately go out to the field, have a catch, to which Alex Smith said, then he starts humming at me, and he's kind of competing with me, and he was going to see what I was made of. It was the most unusual head coach meeting I've ever had before or since. So I know there's more to this. The tip of the iceberg is that he was starstruck. It's always something with him, and I love it.
2: That lends itself to my Justin Herbert thought about this, which is the first and la- only time I've met Justin Herbert was he won the Campbell Award uh, at the end of his college football career at Oregon, which is the Academic Heisman. So he's talented, he's brilliant, and he's like seemingly a really nice and normal guy. What is this going to be like? Is is, is Harbaugh going to unlock some like weird level of Herbert that like is that what we I mean. need for him to become some like killer, competitive edge quarterback? Because I remember sitting in this ballroom in New York City that night, being like, man, Herbert, like you, you got it all going on you're unbelievable he gets drafted he's had a good career but like he just hasn't hit that next level so maybe he just needs harbaugh to come along and match hands with him and like maybe so
3: i got one for you i'll drop some uh
2: oh peter what are you gonna do
3: Jim Harbaugh, less than two weeks ago, said that JJ McCarthy is the greatest Michigan quarterback mm-hmm. to ever play the game. JJ McCarthy's in the NFL draft. The Chargers have the sixth overall pick. Mm-hmm. Let's wow. go.
2: Peter. Herbert. Good.
3: Herbert was old, it was someone else's pick. Herbert was someone else's quarterback. I don't inherit quarterbacks. So I, I don't pick my own. You guys paid this stiff who can't win a playoff game. <laughs> I've got this guy in the draft right now. I like him so much. We have the sixth overall pick. He's on the board. I'm taking JJ McCarthy. Yeah, we're in draft season, folks. Harbaugh, talk about how starstruck you are. Meeting Justin Herbert, who's never won a playoff game. He just had a quarterback who's never lost a game. Uh, I'm going to go with this one right here. I'm not letting this down. Ease up on the Justin Herbert uh, glorification okay. just for me. Harbaugh's a winner. J.J. McCarthy's a winner. Sixth overall pick. I'm trying to make contact. I
4: like you know? it. I absolutely love it. J.J. McCarthy just lit up that national championship. Um... I was starstruck. I met Jim and Jack Harbaugh Sunday before the oh, game. Nice. We got a chance to talk. So I understand the feeling of starstruck. I saw Jack Harbaugh. I wanted him to say, "Who's got it better?" But he yeah, didn't. So I'll I'll was kind of doesn't yeah, he
1: doesn't did, always say he did, it. it. <laughs> Do <laughs> it.
4: Isn't it a little bit Do like it. when
1: Steve Spurrier Peter's in Washington. You <laughs> <laughs> just had to have Danny Werfel as his quarterback. <laughs> yeah, and he got Jock
3: Hertz Green. Yeah, Let's he go got oh. scoring. Let's go. Oh my! It gosh, didn't work Peter, out that great just for that, much. A but we
2: should
0: West, LA. Yeah. From
2: draft season. JJ
3: McCarthy's
0: very good.
2: Very good. Very good.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.